here. I know it's been a while, and for those of you who don't follow our Twitter, you may not have been aware that for the past several weeks, we have been both ill and incredibly busy and unable to upload. However, we are now back with Annie Duel in December, and so look forward to those episodes. But until then, I will bridge you over on Odysseus' birthday, no less, with Labyrinth from 80s October. Thank you for sticking by. Thank you for being patient. And let's get into the episode. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are closing out 80s October, aka Octaves, with Labyrinth. Yay! Also, it's raining here and will be for the foreseeable future, so you might hear some thunder. But do you have any history with Labyrinth? So, you know, surprisingly, I have never in fact watched this whole thing as is common with me i just see like the middle of something and i just i don't I'll, i always say <laughs> i'm gonna see it at some point in the future and the future is now so it tends to come true in the end um but no i've never the future is now <laughs> the future is now <laughs> No, but uh, I've I've never watched it. I I know a lot of the references about it, though. I I've read um people's opinions on it and heard people talk about it, but mm-hmm. and I, I've seen um the dance magic dance scene before many times over. But that is about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What's your history with it? non-existent i have literally (laughs) no history with this movie um other than like like nothing other than i knew it existed there's (laughs) i have nothing else to uh offer the only sort of tangential relation is that like we watched i mean separately but like kind of together watched like the dark crystal which is uh you know tim henson and that's what mm-hmm. this is as well. <laughs> like that's it. Like um, for me, as I was watching this, or like had a, as I was starting to watch this, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this absolutely has like the vibe <laughs> of like the Dark Crystal and Age of Resistance yes. prequel, I guess." Which yes. like um, we had like a like a moment in time where where that was something we were watching together with a uh, another friend so like that's all my connection really is to this is just like super tangential but like i was like definitely like the the puppets and stuff like very much had that vibe mm-hmm. yeah the vibe of like nightmare fuel <laughs> like if i were a kid yeah for sure not <laughs> sleeping for like weeks still upset about the dark crystal like it doesn't matter how much time passes still upset (laughs) they had everything made already 
I don't yeah. see, like sure maybe it didn't earn back as much money as they thought but it was so, it was <sighs> anyway I mean <laughs> um I will get upset anyway so <laughs> Labyrinth came out in uh 1986 so some of the themes in this movie are a little questionable but you know we will we will get through it so we open with this lovely cgi i I don't know what it is owl (laughs) through the opening credits and it becomes a real owl at one point and then we are greeted by our protagonist sarah uh, sarah williams who's in like this kind of renaissance medieval looking dress as she's walking towards this owl and she's reciting something saying that she has made it through uh the labyrinth to the castle past the goblin city return the child which you stole and but she forgets the end line that is important and she goes and she consults a book and you see that this isn't actually happening in this moment she's mm-hmm. just uh, playing out a scene yeah in her she's 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 larping by herself and <laughs> mm-hmm. the bell tower uh nearby rings chiming that it's seven o'clock and she remembers that oh she needs to get home so it starts to rain of course it does so she gets soaked um and she's with her dog merlin as well which kind of gives us like the idea that she is into like fantasy and, and uh, a, a bit of this uh, fantastical nature of things she gets home and her stepmother's waiting for her who i'm not sure is like a bad person but mm. they they have <laughs> they sure have a no i just mean like because they have like a confrontation immediately so we don't actually see her in any other light i don't know if she's like been like confrontational with sarah in the past or if this is sarah being like a moody 16 year old who is like being forced Mm. to do something that she doesn't want to do and that's why i mean to me that's the that seems to be more likely that she's just like angsty um (laughs) also because like she has a younger sibling who is a half sibling presumably yes and she just sort of it it just sort of seems like one of those situations where it's like i was the center of the the earth and now i no longer am and i'm frustrated by that because i feel like i'm being replaced and obviously like the source in quotes for that replacement is this other mother right Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah i was noting because i watched hocus pocus not too long after this um and I was like, it's interesting that like children movies or movies like that have like like young mid teens as protagonists. Like the driving force is like the inciting incident is either like we move to a new town and you displace me from like all of my friends and I'm angry at you because like now I have to learn like I have to make new friends and make this new life or like i'm getting a new sibling and i'm not very happy about that i mean the the reason i 
mention the stepmother to begin with is uh, mm-hmm. that she, when her father comes out and says, oh, Sarah, we were worried about you, the stepmother complains that she treats me like uh, a wicked stepmother from a fairy story, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's kind I don't, She she's angsty about being replaced, but also leaning into the fantasy element. She probably had the expectation, no matter how the right. new woman approached her, mm-hmm. that they weren't going to get along because she seems to be very much into that kind of uh, fairy tale yeah vibes yeah righto righto and that that seems to be where she like draws her comfort in because mm-hmm. the the idea that i get is because we see a picture of her and an older dark-haired woman on her bedside which mm-hmm. i'm guessing is probably her mother i don't know if the implication is that she died or she's um, left them or whatever mm-hmm. But if she has passed away, we don't know how much time has passed. If this was like something, because she has pictures as well, um, like cutouts, I guess, of people from magazines that she admires as well. I was trying to, I was trying to take in a whole lot in those brief, brief yeah. initial glimpses that we got of her room to like find out who because this movie went very fast in the beginning it was like okay bam 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 goblins you know so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't regret that in in, a, in an instant but it didn't leave a whole lot of like precursor development of the characters so it's just yeah. I, I kind of missed that in a sense because normally we spend a bit of time like learning who they are before we're launched into whatever's into, happening like a new world <laughs> yeah altogether with new rules and all that yeah but i guess that wasn't the point of the of the story anyway the two parents leave for dinner and they leave the baby brother toby with sarah and, and you can see that she's upset that one she's not getting that much attention and two that she's being made to watch over her crying baby brother mm-hmm. when she could be doing anything else so she discovers that one of her teddy bears Lancelot is missing after they leave and so she goes into the parents bedroom where the crib is where Toby is I don't think he took the bear but you know <laughs> I mean yeah it, he doesn't it, it's like not in a reachable place for yeah. a baby uh, which again like kind of shows their maybe disregard for her property because she says mm-hmm. someone was in my room again and mm-hmm. I hate that which fair oh, enough girl, I it... feel you <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> So it just it just kind of shows that this isn't the first time this has happened. They probably just let the baby take things from her room all the time. Mm-hmm. So she goes in, she finds Lancelot on the floor, like with no with no regard, and she's upset. And also Toby's constantly crying. So she like frustratingly like starts yelling to... his little lungs out. Yeah. So she's like frustratedly telling him a story, it's just like. But she's telling the story, I think, from the labyrinth, which mm. is about the the Goblin King and, and stuff like that. But you realize, because all of a sudden there's a cutaway shot 
to like there's a pack these packed together goblins who all seem to wake up simultaneously and it's just oh okay yeah, that was like a little i was like whoa <laughs> i mean i know we were going there but like so soon <laughs> but they seem to be connected to what's happening in sarah's world because mm. she says I'm going to say the words to make the goblins come and take you away. And they're waiting with bated breath anxiously for her to say the words. But she doesn't say the right words the first time. Um, Yeah, she starts with saying, like, I wish. And then they get excited because they're like, oh, yeah, we're going there. And then she, like, replaces the the I wish sentence with something else. Mm -hmm. But then comes back to, like, I wish the goblin king or whatever could take you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, we got our signal. <laughs> so she, she after saying that she wished the goblins would take him away right now, she goes to turn off the light and gets two steps out of the room and realizes he's not crying anymore. Like he was just wailing, but now mm-hmm. there's nothing. So she goes back in and one, the, 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 door slash window is open and two the light won't turn back on so she's she hasn't gone into the room but she's like are you okay why did you stop crying kind of thing and I'm just like girl (laughs) clearly (laughs) he's not in there but I mean to be fair to her she only just left him (laughs) so it's not it's not like a whole lot of time but the goblins are hiding around the room they're like messing with her a little bit and then the owl is like frantically like beating against the window at the same time and then it comes in and it transforms into David Bowie I mean the Goblin King (laughs) so the Goblin King Jareth is here Mm -hmm. and Sarah immediately knows who this is she's like you're the Goblin King. And I'm just like, Sarah, how'd you guess? Any any random I man. I probably would not have put it together. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, his aesthetic and yeah. aura was not screaming like some random man from down the street, you know? And also, he flew in as an owl. So, like... Yeah, this is true. <laughs> There's like, um, I mean, what other magical creatures do I know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so the Goblin King appears and Sarah's like, oh, um, so I know I said that whole thing about the goblins <laughs> taking my brother away, but please, I would like to have him back. Um, and he's just like, <laughs> um, uh, <meh>. no. No. <laughs> But I can give you like your dreams. Like he- here's like a present. If it's a crystal, and if you stare into it, you can have everything you wish. And she's like, I appreciate that, but also, um, no, thank you. And can I have um my uh, little brother back? Cause I don't want this anymore. Like it was funny for like a half second, but uh, no. So. <laughs> Jareth then it's like your baby brother is here and then you look out of the the bay window and it's no longer like the regular outside it's like the labyrinth and 
the castle and they step out and suddenly they're in this new world mm-hmm. and so Jareth then conjures this clock and is like I'm going to give you 13 hours what an arbitrary number like what are <laughs> like a true like I, I don't know <laughs> like 12 makes sense cause like you know there was like 24 hours like that would have made sense any other round number would have made sense 13 <laughs> is so random but I guess like unlucky 13 who knows <laughs> But also, that's so long. You must be like, <laughs> you like, okay, I'm gonna give you 13 hours. You know what it is to walk for 13 <laughs> hours? Good grief! Yes, yeah, I do. I went to adventure <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Um, <laughs> but yes, so Sarah is now left, and you know, like to her credit, she's she's just for it like immediately it's like okay i'm going on an adventure she like hops down <laughs> the rocks <laughs> she's like um, all right like there's no like moment of crisis of like actually what am i what's happening she's just like <laughs> well i have a mission now <laughs> so sarah um the first person i guess that she comes upon is a dwarf named hoggle who is a bug spraying fairies who mm-hmm. Sarah is initially um, against killing them because you know you're so cruel why but then the fairy bites her and she's like okay like if that wasn't necessary but she still kind of admonishes Hoggle so after eventually asking the correct question according to him he shows her the way to get in to the labyrinth but it seems to just extend both left and right forever and mm-hmm. she's like but it's the same both ways and he tells her not to take things for granted and not everything oh well he tells her not to take things for granted so she starts determinedly walking down the labyrinth and she remembers like you know, maybe it only appears to go on forever. I shouldn't take things for granted. So she starts to run down, but it just goes for forever. Like there's no end point. Mm -hmm. So she sits down. Mind, there are like these eye plants in the wall. They don't do anything, but they're just (laughs) off-putting. And so she like uh, gaining some measure of defeat very quickly she sits down and there's a worm there who says hello to her and she she asks the worm how to get through the labyrinth if if they know the way to the castle and like no i'm just a worm but the worm gives an indication of how to get through the labyrinth in that not everything is as it appears there and kind of like shows her that there's a passageway right in front of her that she didn't see because she assumed that it was a wall just because of how it's laid out and visually you don't see anything different but it's just an illusion it's just a physical illusion because of how the wall lines up so she's about to turn I think left and the worm says no don't go that way never go that way so she goes the other way but that would have been the way (laughs) that she needed get to the castle um Mm -hmm. so the worm thought they were helping but really just made it much longer uh for her yeah 
Sarah continues on through the um through the through the maze. Meanwhile, we cut back to Jareth a few times throughout the movie, and he just he's just chilling with this baby, like the mm-hmm. Toby's still crying like he's never stopped. All the goblins I are mean... milling around. <laughs> Traumatic. <laughs> At first, it was just that he was tired and wanted to sleep, but now so much is going on. (laughs) So I think this is the dance magic dance scene with the infamous, you remind me of Babe. What kind of magic spell to use? Something, something, snails and puppy dog tails, etc, (laughs) etc. We also look at Sarah in the part that the uh, labyrinth that she's in now. She starts to leave arrow marks on the floor, but these little, I don't know, borrower gremlin things that live <laughs> under the floor, I don't know, um, they don't like the markings, so they turn the tiles over or they turn them around on her. So she's trying to get through and she realizes that someone is messing with the marks that she's left so she turns around again and suddenly there are two passageways and she doesn't know which one to use it's it's the classic like one of them tells the truth one of them is a lie thing Mm. and i think she figures out the puzzle correctly but i don't think the doors knew (laughs) the puzzle (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, uh, she's like, she asks one of them, um, if I were to ask to ask the other whether or not um, your door is, leads to the castle, would it say yes or no? And I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never really like known how to like fully grasp how to beat that question or solve that question. So I'm just like. Sure, man. <laughs> Whatever she figures out, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was actually useful or not, but she said, I mean, it didn't lead to certain death. So I guess it was the correct passageway? Question mark, um, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but she gets through and is like dropped into a pit of helping helpful hands which (laughs) honestly just just a nightmare just what is that Mm -hmm. the hands making faces and quote-unquote talking while they're holding her it's really unnecessary like i appreciate it for the creativity (laughs) because it's very it's a very creative like scene and moment but she is being held aloft by these hands that are talking to her it's really (laughs) yeah yeah and then they're like up or down and to be fair, I think she picked the wrong thing by saying down, but she picked down and she fell, fell, not really. She was guided gently into an oubliette <laughs> at yeah. the bottom where she re-met Hoggle once more. So Hoggle is down in the oubliette and she is trying to enlist his help because 
he's going to take her out of the labyrinth but she doesn't want to get out of the labyrinth that's not what she's here for she's here to rescue her brother going out doesn't help her so she trades plastic beads for an assurance that hoggle is going to lead her as far as he can into the labyrinth and then she's on her own that is the deal they make so Hoggle, and I love this scene because of the door thing. He manages to take a plank of wood and turn it into an open passageway that they step through back into into the labyrinth. They pass by some alarms and then a little orb ball, crystal ball, goes past them into the hands of this like sitting crow figure who is Jareth. <laughs> what does he what does he say he's like ah what do we have here and Hoggle's like nothing and he's like nothing nothing discards his costume nothing tra la la I'm just like <laughs> okay it's like amazing they're confronted by Jareth in this moment then Hoggle trying to like kind of subtly play for both teams he's like oh no I wasn't leading her into the labyrinth I was you know tricking her as like take her back and Sarah's like not catching the vibe at all and he's like Hoggle no and yeah like well, <laughs> like <laughs> let him say whatever for now because like if he like says he's helping you like he might bog- like be eliminated <laughs> like bog of eternal stench is a whole thing you know mm-hmm. um but jareth is not having it and so he like she's so like how will you face this and he throws the ball and summons the cleaners which is like this giant drill that is coming down to like I don't know grind their bones into dust or something so they're running Indiana Jones style down this corridor um, mm. and they get to the end which is blocked off but there's a doorway ish to the side so they manage to just at the last second push through the door and they end up finding a ladder which leads them up to a pot into some like manicured gardens and Hago is like okay great this is as far as I'm going to take you goodbye but he doesn't immediately leave because they come upon this wizened old person with a bird on his head um, Mm -hmm. as a hat and he tries to be like cryptic and wise and saying like the way forward is the way back or something like that it's very unhelpful to begin with Um, oh my god you know what it reminds me of um the dark crystal with the two i can't remember what the fuck they're called the skeksis so long yes but like remember like one of them like speaks incredibly slow and they're like the nicer half of them oh and like uh, when they're together it's like I don't know for some reason that's what it reminded me of <laughs> it was like the one that's like super like you know not on it versus the one that is <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember the Skeksy names I'm, I'm not gonna even try right <laughs> now so they make this encounter and Sarah gives up her ring as payment for for their services which seems like a bad deal to me but you know it's whatever <laughs> so 
she oh in order to prevent hoggle leaving as well she like takes his bag of um trinket jewel things and is like no it's not fair because he's like this is not fair he's like no it's not fair but that's how it is here so i don't know what lesson (laughs) she's learning being here but i don't think it's good ones um but they hear a howl in the distance and hoggle is like okay fuck this goodbye but Sarah goes to investigate and finds these like little guard creatures hassling this beast that's tied up in a rope. So she throws rocks that come to her at the um the guards and make them, you know, turn twist them around and turn them around, and make them attack each other, um, giving her a chance to go and free the beast who we learn's name is Ludo. And they become friends. Yay, friends. Um, <laughs> also, she just like recently also told um, Hoggle that, like, oh, thanks, friend. And he's like, friend? I've never had a friend before. <laughs> they end up at some door knockers, which I think was just a bit of comedy it did not enrich anything but they go through <laughs> no but it didn't it, it was like they were just mainly insulting each other it was funny um but yeah. they go through and they end up in this semi-forested area ludo and sarah end up getting separated um as ludo falls i don't know where he falls through but he just kind of slips down and vanishes from sight so Hoggle meanwhile is in the same kind of area and he hears Sarah calling out to him and as he's turning to run back to get her Jareth appears and he's like (laughs) you couldn't be going to help her would you and Hoggle's like no of course not I just lost sight of her but you know I'm I'm definitely gonna lead her back to the beginning of the labyrinth that is yep. the total plan yep. 110 and so Jareth is like ah yes okay well while you're there give her this and he like transforms one of the crystal balls into a peach which Hoggle catches and Hoggle's like what's this or and he's like why do you care why are you concerned and Hoggle's like I'm not gonna harm do anything to harm her and Jareth is like you do what I say or I'll throw you into the bog of eternal stench also if she kisses you I'll make you a prince a prince of the eternal stench and mm-hmm. Hoggle is just like, oh, God damn it, fine, okay. Um, so he goes after Sarah. Meanwhile, Sarah is having an encounter with, with, with. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I what are they called? I just I, I the fire gang. They are these creatures with like long bodies who can just detach body parts um including their heads and you know they just bounce them around and i'm sure that's meant to be like whimsical and funny and whatever and i'm just like 
what? I would prefer if you didn't full stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they just, they end up, um, what is the song? Is it Chili Down? They end up getting like a real, like it starts off like cute or whatever, and they end up getting like real aggressive about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think my brain would have liked this as a, as a child, as a wee bab. No. Yeah. It's got you know. It kind of reminds me. Not like, I mean, I don't know. In essence, kind of reminds me of um, the Wiz the you can't win scene where it's like all the crows are like terrorizing uh, I, I see crow. that I see that I see that mm. <laughs> but like scary <laughs> <laughs> then because then they start to like clamor for like Sarah's head and she's like um no thank you I gotta go bye and they keep chasing her down and she like takes off their heads and throws them away just to like buy herself time to like run off and they get like I don't know if they're angry about it or if they're playing or if it's like some weird combination of the two but they're like oh we have to take off your head now like that's not how the game is you can't throw someone's head you're only allowed to throw your own head and they're like get a saw and I'm just like don't get a saw (laughs) (laughs) and so like she ends up trapped against uh, these rocks and a rope comes down miraculously Hago finds her and pulls um, her up out of this hell pit where they were gonna like chop her head off and she is so ecstatic and relieved to see Hago that she hugs him and lays a kiss on him and he's like no 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 don't kiss me don't kiss me and they fall through the floor and slide down into the bog of eternal stench they don't they're not in it but they're like on a ledge above it Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like, oh, I've never smelled anything like this. And Luda, not Luda, Hoggle is like, yeah, I know what it smells like. Help me out. God damn. And so <laughs> they are trying to make it across. And Hoggle almost offers the peach to Sarah there. But he thinks better of it. And he goes through along the wall, even though like it's like crumbling beneath them. They go through and they end up falling again but they slip and they come upon Ludo so Ludo fell through the world into the bog of eternal stench and that's where he was the trio now end up at this bridge that will lead out of the bog of eternal stench but they end they come upon this fox with an eye patch who claims that his sense of smell is totally working even though clearly it's not because they're complaining about how bad the smell is and he doesn't believe them but he refuses to let them pass without his permission and he and Ludo end up in a fight during which um, Hoggle takes the opportunity to run past and get to the other side. Yes, so the fox's name is Sir Didymus and Sarah then just, because he says they're not going to let him pass without his permission, Sarah blatantly asks for permission 
which allows her to pass. But as she gets onto the bridge, she's a little unsure about it. But Didymus is like, ah, oh, this bridge has stood here for a thousand years. And then he like taps the stone and it all falls apart immediately. Yep. And she's, she's swinging from a branch. But Ludo manages to summon rocks from the earth itself and from beneath the bog to come up and like help her so they and at form this a point path. i was like wait why didn't you do that before when you were held captive <laughs> like, i mean i think this capability but no okay <laughs> i think he did in a little way because the rocks rolled towards sarah fair enough but he didn't he didn't seemed to know that she was there so I don't know if it kind of just the rocks are friends apparently anyway Mm -hmm. so (laughs) they form a path Ludo goes across as well and Didymus goes across finally with his sheepdog steed Ambrosius which is Merlin it's the same dog as Merlin but they make it across and now we have our full party of Sarah Didymus, Ambrosius Ludo and Hoggle so they're going through um, Didymus and Ambrosius and Ludo are ahead they're leading them towards the castle and they start to say that they're hungry because it's going to be a bit of a while and so Hoggle offers Sarah the peach and she takes a bite and immediately is like this isn't right Hoggle what did you do and Mm -hmm. Hoggle's like oh damn you Jareth and damn myself and he like goes away he like (laughs) walks away from the whole scenario he doesn't want to see what's happening Sarah is somewhere else she (laughs) her eyes are just she's not there Mm -hmm. because the point of the peach was for her to forget everything that's what's gonna happen she's gonna forget her mission why they came there time's gonna run out um jareth will win yeah so jareth sends these bubbles out i think and while sarah's in this like state she ends up in this dream of a masquerade ball where Jareth is there and he they kind of dance around trying to find each other for a bit but they end up dancing together and the song which is titled As the world falls down. There we go. Crying out for you. As the world falls down. She's kind of falling into like the allure of this fantasy, but then she. Also, her dress is so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really. She looks really, really, really pretty in this scene. Yes. She rejects him. She's like, I don't want this. This isn't what I'm here for and she like smashes through the bubble and ends up falling back into herself into a pit of trash and stuff but she's so that's why I'm confused about if it was like an actual dream where she got like sucked into a bubble Mm. and like transported 
into them because she ends up in a different place than she than was where she was initially. when she took the when she ate the peach yeah yeah i don't know but she falls into a junkyard and she ends up coming upon this old one of these old women that is just carrying like a pile of junk on her back and she says that sarah says that she was looking for something that she's forgotten what it is and so the lady offers her lancelot her teddy bear and of course she recognizes that and she clings to it as one of her comfort items so and then like you know continues to like give her a bunch of no wait of her things but she also leads her into like her room (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, a fake replica of her room. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is so relieved to be there. But when she opens the door again, it's leading right back out into the into the um, junkyard. So yeah. it's not true. But yeah, she keeps piling stuff onto her. And I could see like, oh no, she's trying to turn her into a junk lady. <laughs> like this is this is how it happens. Like she's gonna become like a turtle person be a, and just a, a, her, a hoarder and yeah. And like but, she's like, um... these are just things. Like this is, I don't care about this. I was here for something. Like all the walls come crashing down, and she like breaks through realization this is this is these are just things i'm here for something else because the copy of labyrinth is in there mm-hmm. and she remembers like one of the things is return the child that you stole and of course that's the trigger that sends her back into remembering oh yeah toby that's why i'm here that's why i need to go and find i don't have a lot of time yeah because jareth when they had that encounter in the tunnels he sped up the time so she had less time because she said it was a piece of cake and I'm just like why are you antagonizing (laughs) (laughs) so she doesn't have that much time anymore Ludo and Sodidimus are uh, there as well and she is rescued by them and they continue to make their way to the city they come upon the city gate and they make it through the first door because the guard is sleeping despite Sir Didymus's active attempts at causing as much ruckus as possible. Mm. But they make it in and then there is a robot guard gate. Gate guard. That was backwards. And Hoggle ends up saving them because he like gets on the back of the thing and like disables it while they're like running around and it's like shooting. And he's like, I'm not going to say sorry. I'm not ashamed of what I did. Um, I'm not going to ask you to forgive me. But Sarah forgives him, of course. Mm -hmm. And they're like, together again. Yay. (laughs) But now they're like, in the goblin city. They're on their way to the castle. And a goblin guard comes up and tells Jareth that. And he's like, absolutely not. So he sends all of the goblin guard out to go and confront them tells one of them to hide the child like all of this stuff but I'm just like my guy they made it through the labyrinth I feel like this isn't part of the deal but okay it's your tower or whatever yeah. um, but they end up like fighting against the goblin army and Ludo with his rock powers and like bringing a bunch of rocks to like 
chase away a lot of the goblins that roll them out. They make their way up into the castle proper. And Sarah's like, no, I need to face him alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and reasonably, they're like, why? And they're like, because that's how it is. And I'm just like, because that's how it is. Okay, that's a reason, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess to her, it's like, you know, if we're following this, like, play or whatever, she only knows of one way to get through the situation. And so she just assumes that that's, you know, that she's just living out this story. Mm. Yeah. Which but, technically um, she is, so. Yeah. So she goes up and she ends up into this like Escher style room with like the multiple stairs in different directions. Mm-hmm. And Jareth is there and he is singing within you. Something, something I can live within you. And she's like, like it's uh, this optical illusion room where like the stairs are up and down and all of, of these places and Toby starts to crawl <laughs> and is also like just appearing in various places upside down, right side up, all of this stuff. So Sarah ends up above him and as she like just gives in and decides to leap down because it's not working trying to follow him mm-hmm. so she leaps down but then the room itself starts to break apart and fall away and there's just like chunks everywhere she ends up landing for Jareth once more Jareth who is like trying to offer her everything again and is essentially kind of just like I have given you everything that you wanted I took the baby away I altered time I gave you everything that you wanted so just let me rule you and you can have like your dreams like this is this is what you wanted Uh and she's like Time to break out my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts to like quote from the book like we saw in the beginning. Um, and she still can't <laughs> remember the last line initially mm. until eventually she does. And she's like, you have no, no power, power over, over me. me. And of course, that defeats Jareth. Mm-hmm. And he transforms uh back into an owl um and as he flies past they're back in sarah's house again it's it's midnight so the clock's been tolling all this time but it's midnight and sarah goes up and checks and toby is asleep asleep in his crib mm-hmm. and everything is back to normal yeah and she and- gives him Lancelot to hold in his sleep to prove that she has grown to love him and or whatever (laughs) yeah she also goes back to her room and she starts to like pack away all her like uh her her music 
box doll and like the pictures that she had up and she puts the book away mm-hmm. and I'm like oh is this meant to be like a metaphor for like she's like grown up now and is like putting away mm-hmm. her fantasies and then Ludo appears behind her and is like goodbye Sarah and they're like Didymus. whenever you need us <laughs> like just call yeah hoggle it's like if you if you do ever need us and she's like hoggle I need you and he's like oh you do and he's like she's like whenever from time to time I need you and he's like oh then why didn't you say that and then all of the creatures appear yeah, in her like, room party time and I'm like alright <laughs> <laughs> so yes and that is the movie. Yeah. And yeah. that is the end of the movie. Now let's get into our ratings following our standard rhetoric of one through five. Uh, we will be looking first at music and choreography. Choreography, uh, uh, there's barely any people in this. <laughs> like people, people, the majority are puppets. Um, and I'm not gonna call that abomination that the fire gang do a choreography. So, um, we're just gonna go to music. Um, all of the songs are sung by David Bowie, which, like, David Bowie is like iconic and you know uh, a good songwriter, and and all this um classic stuff, um. And also, I think, uh, Jones, what's his name? Uh, hold on. Trevor Jones? Thank you. Trevor Jones wrote, uh, songs on there as well. So between the two of them, I think they have, like, a good, uh, soundtrack. I don't care for all of the songs, um, which is a shame because there's only, like, five in, in, that aren't instrumental. So... Yeah, I would say for music, I would give it like a, like a 3.75 out of 5 crystal balls. Yeah, the songs were decent. I'm not sure there are any that I would listen to, maybe one or two <laughs> of the five, uh, which is, I guess, statistically fairly okay yeah i don't know i don't really have much of an opinion of the songs um they kind of just came and went didn't really like i don't know they kind of a little bit felt inconsequential Mm. like i mean i guess like chili down it's you know these creatures are singing and as was magic dance (laughs) it was like magic down no magic dance was also just kind of like yeah these little creature things are singing uh, whatever I don't know. I didn't fully feel like the music mattered, but it wasn't bad. So I will give it, yeah, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5 crystal balls. Then story. Um, I mean, we kind of, we leapt, which I mentioned before, we kind of leapt straight into the story, which I'm not complaining about. Like they weren't wasting time. Like they were like, look. Look upon this glorious set. We spent a whole lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. Look at these puppets. You know, like the humans are important, sure, but that's not what we're here about. We're here about these puppets and this story in this labyrinth. And like, fair enough. But I wish 
that we got more about Sarah as a person. I wish we got more about who the Goblin King was. And I know they like fleshed it out more, I think, in like some serializations. But that's why I mean I shouldn't have I shouldn't need extra material yeah. to to because I feel like was the Goblin King like like a, a fiction conjured in Sarah's imagination to like escape for a bit or or was this a thing that actually happened? Because there was something that Hoggle said in the beginning that made that gave us and I feel like they've they obviously like Alice in Wonderland was like a big inspiration but Hoggle said um he was like oh and what's your name and she said Sarah and he's like of course you are like he is expecting her Mm. in a way Mm. and I was just like does he do this often because the point of the Goblin King is to like take children away and turn them into goblins so all those little goblins that he has like kids that he stole like is that what this is <laughs> like what's happening so yeah I just I wish there was like the adventure is great but I just I wish there was more lore in the actual movie but yeah that's that's my only qualm about it but like the adventure that sarah goes on it's it's very much a journey movie it's like a little mini odyssey um that she goes on so i i can't complain we got like the party together there's a final confrontation you know it it hits all the points of a story um (laughs) it does it does it did um so I guess for that I will give it I'll give it a four uh, yeah I'll give it a four out of five um, labyrinth books cool um, yeah it is very like Alice in Wonderland and like the Wizard of Oz where it's just kind of like I'm going to <laughs> to this place and exploring this new place Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff is like so whatever um but i also agree that like i we don't know enough (laughs) yeah like the adventure is great sure and like you know out of context it's still like a fun little journey movie or whatever but like it's just like i don't know outside of like the very little sort of manipulative stuff that the goblin king does we don't really know like what's his motivation like why is it like you know what i mean like is it that like it's rare that people wish for their their baby siblings or children or whatever to be taken away by goblin kings and so it's just like by the goblin king and so it's is it just like you know because of how rare it is it's so important to like absolutely keep this child uh and manipulate this other child into like not taking the child back you know like i don't know it's just like why why does it seem like the stakes are high for him like i i want to know like that kind of information and yeah i mean to be fair (laughs) sarah like we the only details i guess we technically need in order to like 
sympathize with her, I guess, in the story is that like she was annoyed for five minutes by her, by her sibling and she just said a thing. She didn't really think, you know, something mm -hmm. bad would happen. And so like it's so like the disappearance of the child is is like just it makes sense to me. Like whatever. I don't need to know that much about her to really know like what her motivations are and what the stakes are for her. But like, yeah, we don't know enough about anything else. And like, um, yeah, it would it would have been nice to have more lore, more understanding of like this Goblin King and his power and all of that. But, you know, uh, um, <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, it's still like, again, very followable story. Our, we know the stakes for our protagonist and so we are we can connect with her and can still be rooting for her because again we've all at one point or another been annoyed by a person and been think and thought like god i wish you weren't here right now so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it, it doesn't take much to sort of side with her um as a result i guess i'll give it I'll give it 3.75. 3.75 Labyrinth Books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, enjoyment. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I said I enjoy it, and then I immediately thought of the fire gang and the helping hands, and it's like, did you enjoy it? <laughs> I was like, no. No, I I enjoyed it. I I I think I did overall, I think. Um like the parts that I keep mentioning, they don't scare me, but I just keep thinking like as a child I would be inconsolable. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you explain a sudden fear of hands I, I... <laughs> um <laughs> but 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 yes no I enjoyed it um would I watch it again possibly it's like I know that there are people that like love this movie it's like a formative film for them like and I can see why like it's very it's very glittery um everything sparkles in that place it's amazing and it's very much like classic like 80s fantasy adventure and I can appreciate right. it for what it is so I will say um overall enjoyment I I will give it a th um, a three point seven five feels right. So three point seven five out of five. Um, Lancelots. Nice. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. It wasn't like an awful time to an awful way to spend an hour and 40 minutes or however long this movie is but also like okay for example right uh i'm gonna take it out of this 
like for like two seconds but like for example the dark crystal prequel series totally would watch it again totally would like to have the you know (laughs) the story extended whatever like i'm Uh totally there for it yes however comma the dark crystal movie no (laughs) (laughs) so like so you know what i mean so it's like it's not that i'm I don't enjoy this kind of stuff, right? And it's not that like partic- like some off-putting elements are or like weird uncomfortable elements completely would scare me off or whatever. It's just like I don't know whether or not I'd like like voluntarily on my own be like, "Yeah, I'm going to rewatch The Labyrinth," you know? Like it wasn't a bad time, but also, I'm good. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I agree with you. I think a 3.75 is a fair score. So 3.75 Lancelots for me. I would like to well. casually remind people that this is our personal opinion watching Labyrinth as adults. <laughs> if this is like your favorite movie, don't come for me. Don't come for us. <laughs> Like, we're just two people with two opinions. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay. You can still love it. It's not our, yeah. our fault. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's... I feel like that's has to be a given when <laughs> considering, you know, our opinions on, on things. It's like some of these things may be old or whatever and may be, like, such core memories for people and some favorite movies but at the end of the day sometimes we're seeing these for the first time as adults in the year 2022 you know what I mean and so there's like way more other stuff that we've consumed that we're either comparing it to or that we like more because it's more our style or whatever Um, like I made it this whole talk without mentioning David Bowie's cod piece once so you know like (laughs) it it was strength will (laughs) I can't do that so y'all can have it (laughs) Um, so yeah I mean like yeah it's it definitely is just like a personal opinion thing and not like uh, an indication of like whether or not you would enjoy it unless you enjoy what we enjoy if that makes sense like if our scores match up with what you enjoy with other stuff that you know that's that's that (laughs) if not then you know that's not we don't match dates and that's cool it's okay that brings us to the end of the episode you can see our obsessions on our tumblr which is tell me more tell me more podcast.tumblr.com we have an instagram and a twitter at tmm tmm podcast we also have an email tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com and if you would like to hear our favorite songs from the movies that we cover we have playlists on spotify so if you go to spotify and you type in tmm tmm podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself you will find playlists for every year that this podcast has existed thank you for joining us on 80s october aka opties again for tell me more tell me more the podcast i have been your host leah and i've been your host adicia goodbye goodbye